It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Right on time. Right on time. Patrick Johnson here. Were you sweating it out, Pilk? No, I trusted you, but I just had to be sure. I just had to send you one okay. little text and be sure. Were you sweating it out? Oh, I didn't even see the text. Were you sweating it out, Pilk, is the question. Hey, man, you're always... Right. Uh, I've never known you to run late. I would love to hear a story where Patrick Johnson ran late because he is not a late-running so, person. So we have a lot of things going on today. Let me tell you a quick story or two here. So tonight, uh, I'll be with Jay Sunalder on Friday Night Rivals in the Triangle Market. They really need to get that here in eastern North Carolina. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Of course... Uh, Channel 12 is owned by Sinclair, who puts this on all across the country, and it's wildly successful. It'd be great here. Uh, I digress. So, uh, Sonny, always late. Never on time. I mean, you, you got to think back. 15 years, Jay and I have worked together, right? Yeah. Never on time once. And once to drive if we go somewhere, which drives me crazy. So I, I, I make up times that are even earlier because I know he's going to be late, so he can at least get there where I'm comfortable getting there. Wow. Does so we have sense? to do that with my sister when it's like leaving for church. We lie about what time church starts or what right. time dinner reservations are. Right. So I do that with Sonny all the time. And and I've been so late with Sonny before that we've just figured, what the hell, we're going to be late anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good thing. Right. But it's funny now. I only did that once. Yeah, it was funny. It was actually for a post-game show. I can say that now. Um now that that's defunct, we were we were uh, late, I'll just say that, to get to a post. I mean, like the post game for the network ended and we weren't there. So it, it just it took us a little while to get to get through everything. Uh, welcome in. It is our uh, TGIF Friday. Get you to the weekend football Friday edition of the show. Kevin Monroe coming up in a little bit. Hold my beer with Mark Miller. He's got to be a happy guy, right? I right? would think so. After last night, he doesn't have much to complain about. Other maybe his pass yeah. defense letting up four touchdowns, but other than that, I mean, what else? Well, can he they won. About? Yeah, exactly. Two like Coach the Houston Eagles says, won. there's no such thing as an ugly win. Correct, and uh, let's hope that is the case for the Pirates this weekend. Uh, ugly, beautiful. Let's hope it's a uh, victory. Um, I, I we'll save more for that and hold my beer. But right now. Uh, we will have uh, Kevin Monroe coming up. I don't know if I said that or not. Uh, analyst with the uh, ECU Sports Network. But right now, uh, we jump into some comments from Coach Houston and the Appalachian State perspective with our Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, Coach Houston with a uh, brief opening statement when he met with the media midweek. Wednesday practices in the books. Thought the kids had a good day today. Tough one yesterday. Very physical. Kids are excited about this weekend. And uh, he talked about the health of the team. Not as healthy as we were before Michigan, and uh, then again, so, neither is App. I mean, it's it's the season's. You know, that's, we talked about that before the season started. You know, one, as soon as you kick off that first game, you know, you're never going to be healthy. You know, as the season goes on, but that's something we got to deal with. Our kids really staying on them about. Uh, you know, doing a great job with treatment and recovery, doing a great job with everything in the training room there, and um, 
you know, they they got to manage their bodies. And so uh, the guys that uh, make the trip on Saturday, they'll be ready to go. Yep. Uh, our pirate report today, start things uh, off on the Patrick Johnson uh, show. Uh, and uh, up next, hang on, Pilk. Up next, uh, there, there we go. Up next uh, for uh, Coach Houston. Uh, he's talked about the leadership uh, of this team that's trying to help them get out of that 0 2 start. It's it's a it's a mixture in our in our locker room right now. You know, you got a lot of a lot of new faces, and you got some young guys playing. You also have some guys that played a lot of snaps, uh, and a lot of guys that played very very well. And so, you know, I think they've uh, they've been vocal. They've been in leadership by example. Um, you know, it's yeah, that, that's the that's the thing that you hope for, and you know, I think that that's. That's where those guys that have been here and played a lot, you know, really stepped up this week. More from Coach Houston on the quarterback competition. That position is no different. I said it on Tuesday or uh, at the press conference on Tuesday. That position is no different than any position in our program in that those kids are competing very, very hard. Uh, those kids are pushing each other to, to uh, improve, and, uh, and both of them are excited about this weekend. All right, uh, and then uh, he talked about Andrew Conrad's play so far as the pirate kicker. I think it's been, uh, I think it's been solid, uh, but now I expect him to hit that kick last Saturday. I mean, he's, he's got plenty of leg. Um, he expects to, himself to hit the kick too, uh, but I think that uh, you know, there's been improvement there in that, uh, in that phase as well as with the rest of our special teams. Um, so I look forward to seeing what he does this Saturday. All right, short and sweet. Coach uh, Houston there with his comments. Uh, Pirate Report brought to you by Team Boneyard. That's right. ECU's NIL Collective Initiative. Uh, learn more and contribute. TeamBoneyard.org. Uh, Pilk, you want to get the Appalachian State perspective? Let's do it. Their head coach is Sean Clark, and uh, he talks about Mike Houston. You watch the tape, and, and they're 0-2 right now, but that, that's not an 0-2 football team. With Coach Houston, uh, you look for where he's been, Lenore Ryan, James, uh, the Citadel, James Mass, now East Carolina. He, um, he's a ball coach, and he'll have her, his kids ready to play. Lengthy cut here, but Sean Clark talks about some of uh, ECU's top players. Uh, you look at offense and Garcia. He's uh, we know a lot about uh, Mason Garcia through the recruiting process. He's uh, has a, a big time arm. He's very accurate. His ability to run the football. And they have some design runs at the quarterback position for him. I think he rushed. The, he's rushed the ball for. Uh, I can't see here, but uh, he had 128 yards of extra yardage after contact in the Marshall game. But the running backs Harris. He's a big time back. He was out last year due to a knee injury. And you look at Shane Calhoun, again, another kid we recruited from Florida, um, just a great football player. There's a lot of good stuff, stuff for, their pro, for their team. And then their offensive line, is, they're hard-nosed up front. And uh, Coach Mogridge does a great job with those guys. They're tough guys. They play the game the right way. And that's the first thing you look at um, a, a different team is, you know, how they play up front on both sides of the ball. And both sides of the ball, line of scrimmage, they play very physical. And it's going to be a challenge for us. And on our defensive side, they have great players. I mean, they do. You, you look at them, they, they like to mix the front up. They like to bring pressures at times. And you know, we have to do a really good job of um, up front have a chance to win this, season, this Saturday. All right. Uh, our coverage will begin on uh, 1230 here on 94.3 The Game tomorrow afternoon. The IBX Media app as well or 94.3thegame.com. It'll be myself, T-Cop. 
Uh, Joe Sampson uh, will all be bringing you uh, the countdown coverage. Uh, we'll be uh, getting Stephen Igo on the phone on the horn at some point. Uh, we'll hear from Kevin Monroe uh, tomorrow as well. We'll hear from Kevin here in a minute. But uh, also uh, Dom Kosalki. Uh, Did I say that right, Pilk? Uh, and, on uh, the third Phil attempt, yes, you got it right. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Well, you know, I, sometimes you need a mulligan. And uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington. I'm a little harried. Can't you tell? I'm a little harried here hey, this man, morning. It's uh, Friday. We're all tired. It's all good. <laughs> it's, it's, this is the day to use your mulligan. You didn't waste it on the first uh, hole on Monday. Yeah. You're waiting till there the 18th, saving it for the end of the tournament. I like it. All right. Uh, and then Philip the Ref Pilkington. So a cast of thousands tomorrow. We may even check in with Scott Shook. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get uh, all of that uh, laid out and uh, done. All right. Uh, so download the new IBX Media app if you have not because that way you can catch uh, us and what is going on uh, with uh, everything, not only our Pirate Game Day countdown, but all other programming as well. We're driving you towards Rose football uh, tonight. Uh, other teams playing in Pitt County uh, include uh, North Pitt at Green Central, so not in Pitt County, but in uh, Green County, North Pitt looking to stay undefeated. South uh, West Edgecombe is uh, at Farmville Central, so the Jags are at home tonight. They've had a great start to the season. South Central starts conference play against Northside Jacksonville. JP2 is at Wake Christian tonight. Aiden Grifton plays host to West Craven. Of course, we got Rose coming up at 7 against undefeated Jacksonville, so we're taking you to coverage of that. It is an off week for D.H. Conley. Timeout when we come back. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington and I later will play Hold my beer with uh, Mark Miller, but uh, we've got Kevin Monroe from the ECU Sports Network, Greenville native, hopping on the line with us uh, here when we come back on the PJ Show. Taking the rage out of your drive home. You just cut me off, but it's no big deal. Patrick Johnson on 94.3 The Game and the new IBX Media app. All right, uh, Pirates looking for their first win of the season. 0-2 start. Lost last time out to Marshall at home, 31-13. Led into the 4-13-10. Uh, and uh, for the first time since 79, ECU will face off against Appalachian State in Boone. Non-con sold-out uh, contest. 3:30 kick. We will have uh, coverage for you beginning at 12.30 on 94.3. The game, the ECU Sports Network hits at uh, 2.30. Pirates uh, looking at a uh, meeting all-time, uh, the 33rd between the uh, two programs. Mountaineers have won 20 of the 32 games. The series does date back to the 1930s. Uh, however, the two programs have only uh, met three times since uh, the Pirates posted a 38-21 win over App and Boone in that uh November 3rd, 79 game. Uh, they played at Greenville a few years ago, and it was a uh, tight, tight uh, matchup, but uh, the Pirates ended up uh, winning that there. Uh, Pirates are 9-8 and eight against uh, App State in Greenville, but just 3-12 and 12 in the 14 meetings in Boone. They had the neutral site meeting in uh, Charlotte uh, a couple of seasons ago. Pirates got off to the 0-2 uh, start on that particular year, and uh, it was the Marshall game in which they turned it around. So wouldn't it be a sweet piece of irony if uh, the Pirates uh, turned around uh, an 0-2 start against Appalachian State on the road, like they did on Marshall on the road in 21, especially if that gives uh, everybody involved 
uh, an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, turn the season around and kind of quiet the fans. Pilk, one other thing I'm going to get you to get. This sort of rolls into my hold my beer, which we're going to do coming up in just a little bit. We're going to uh, get um, – I want you to remember that Houston cut from the Glenn podcast earlier in the week. Yeah. The shorter one. Yeah. Have that ready to go. Will do. Have I sufficiently vamped enough for Kevin to join us? Uh, not yet. Okay. Well, uh, try him on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. If, right. uh, we can't get him, uh, otherwise it would be good to get him on here. Uh, and uh, Kevin will be headed this weekend to the uh, to the game, obviously, to uh, call that. Uh, alongside our pal Jim Zoki, who joined us yesterday uh, for a fantastic uh, game. A uh, couple other games uh, around the area tonight. Uh, it would always be fun to do that. Uh, so Pungo Christian is playing right now against Columbia. Northside at Rosewood. Pasquatank at Camden. Gates County is at Southside. Parrot Academy at Rocky Mount Academy. These are all 7 o'clock starts. Uh, C.B. Acock at Hunt. Southern Nash at Nash Central. Currituck at Hertford. Hobgood Charter at LAAS. Uh, you got Eastern Wayne going to Washington County tonight. Rocky Mount hosts Bun. Pamlico at Washington. Princeton at Richlands. North Edgecombe at Wilson Prep. Wallace Rose Hill at Southwest Onslow. Jones Sr. at Lakewood. North Duplin at Dixon. First flight at Northeastern tonight. Beargrass Charter will pay a visit to Madame Mesquite, Swansboro, and White Oak. Little coastal battle there. East Carteret and West Carteret for the mullet bucket. Always a big game. Fike at West Johnston. Northampton County at Rocky Mount Prep. Uh, Kinston hosts South Lenore. South Lenore uh, at Kinston. And uh, Kinston, of course, has got our guy Teacup on the uh, staff there this year. Croatan. Travel uh, travels to Wilson to play Benningfield. East Wake at Southern Wayne. East Duplin at James Keenan. Wayne Christian at Cary Christian. That is actually a 7.30 start. The old school 7.30 start. That is uh, no longer in play. Uh, Panthers are going to play the Saints on Monday Night Football. We'll have that for you on 103.7. WTIB, uh, 6 o'clock on uh, Sunday, uh, excuse me, Monday with the pregame, uh, 7 to 15 kick. Of course, we want you to listen to us on Inside Pirate Athletics with uh, Coach Mike Houston right here at uh, 6 o'clock from Tiebreakers on uh, Monday evening. So uh, we'll get that uh, knocked out and done and taken care of at that uh, particular uh, time. All right. Pilk, I'm tap dancing. <laughs> Live broadcasting. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Uh, so I, I was just, I saw something a little earlier this morning. Uh, Deion Sanders, uh, it was an interview about Deion, is, how he's changed the culture. It was, it was, I think Jim Gray was on the show, um, who's worked. Westwood One and NBC Sports and uh, I think HBO Sports over the years, maybe Showtime. But anyway, Jim Gray, who's, who's got a pretty distinguished uh, sports broadcasting career, uh, talked about uh, just what Deion Sanders has done. We discussed it yesterday. The coach of uh, Colorado State, who's a 24-point underdog, according to DraftKings, and uh, 
anyway, we'll um, we'll see. That's uh, Dion taking it personal. I want to ask uh, Kevin Monroe about Dion Sanders. Is Monroe with us now on here? Yep, got him on. All right, Kevin Monroe, ladies and gentlemen, how are hang you? On, hang on a second, let me get my camera right. I'm I'm doing good. But how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Kevin wants to look good for the camera. He's a handsome man. I don't know what he's got to worry about. See, Monroe, you have much more to work with than I do. So you don't have to worry about this well, you, you, like I do on the your, camera. You're giving your boy Philip a hard time after I told you to text me a reminder, and you did not. Oh, I did not. I did. You're right. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I, I have a, I have a oh, lot going on God. in the mornings. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Kev. Well, thank you for hopping on with us. It's good to see you. How you doing? You as well, man. Doing great. All right, uh, so backs against the wall time tomorrow going into uh, Boone. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say backs against the wall. I, I would, you know, we're not even in conference season yet, but I, I would say um, it's time for you know, specifically at the quarterback position, for us to to grow up fast. Um, you know, we've we've been through now two games of um, you know, uh, that's, that maybe says more about them than inexperienced oh. football play uh, and mm-hmm. you know maybe not the best uh, efforts and efforts I, I don't mean that in a, they're not trying hard but they're not getting it done they're not making the right reads they're not making the right throws uh, and some of that can be can be doled out to the offensive line and, and, and receivers dropping passes but um, you know I've said it already that you know if this was a Holton Ehlers led offense they'd probably be adding 21 plus points a game and and that's not me thinking that Holton was you know the greatest quarterback we've ever had he was a he's a solid player uh but he you know he made the right reads he got rid of the football most yeah. of the time and uh, and that's what we're lacking right now so you know you, they have to grow up um at the quarterback pretty quickly I would say that the great Kevin Monroe, uh, J.H. Rose alum, ECU alum, analyst on the ECU Sports Network, Greenville uh, native. He joins us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show as we uh, look at ECU and uh, App. You know, for me, Kevin, uh, and I know you pay very close attention to this, the secondary, and there's been a couple of busts and assignments in the secondary, and that's created some uh, some issues, uh, obviously. On the whole, I think the defense has been pretty good, but as you say, there's youth showing up the quarterback spot. I think there's some cohesion cohesion issues on the offensive line, which should improve as the year goes on. Young receivers and then young guys in the secondary. Yeah, so uh, two brand-new corners. Uh, and so, you know, we, we IBM and uh, is one of them, and, and I think they're good players. I think the issue is it's it's hard to play the corner spot you know, when you're a young player, you know, what Travis Hunter is doing out there in Colorado is, is what elite players do as, you know, as young guys uh, for his first time being kind of in a, in a Pac-12, you know, power five football setting, uh, second year playing college football to be making plays and uh, and be effective at the corner spot is tough. Um, so I don't want to put too much on those guys. You have transfers, you have redshirt freshmen. Um, but, you know, getting out there and actually making plays is, is a completely different deal. I think for the most part, they've been in, in good position. Uh, the blown double pass was a big deal, uh, especially mm-hmm. considering the coaches said that they talked to 
told to the player before it happened about what could potentially happen on this play, and you know he still bit up on the short wide receiver screen there. So um, I don't think the corner play has been bad. It can certainly be better, uh, and with the help of of guys like Tegan Wilk and Julius Wood at safety, uh, those guys are good players. I think they'll only get better throughout the season. But yeah, if you're if we're looking at the, the defense as an entirety, uh, the front seven has, has played a lot better than they have in the back end. Kevin Monroe with us uh, here. Always great to catch up with Kevin, who's been uh, on the network. Is it 20 years this will at be this point? 21st, 21st season coming up, yeah. You're too young to be somewhere well, for 20-some-odd years. In the 21st season, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean that's, that's just that's hard to early, believe, isn't it? Early, um, I think I was 20, 25, maybe my first season, 26, somewhere in there. So, yeah, it, <laughs> um, it's it's been a long ride. And, and, and as you know, when I first got in it, you know, on the sideline there, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just kind of got out there and followed Jeff's lead, and uh, it's turned into a, a pretty nice career uh, doing, doing radio. Hey, uh, speaking of which, they uh, christened the booth, rightfully so, the Jeff Charles booth last Friday, and so I think that's uh, highly appropriate, and uh, I think that's a, that's a great thing, and uh, that was a pretty cool deal, and, and probably a big deal for you Saturday to be in that booth alongside Zoki and David Horn uh, with, it, uh, with it being the uh, Jeff Charles radio booth. Yeah, I mean, I took a couple pictures of the signage and the picture of him in the booth. Uh, it's just a really cool deal. Um, you know, Jeff taught me everything I knew, uh, everything I know about radio in this business. And so uh, to have to be working in the booth that he kind of christened and uh, and had to work beside him for 20 years uh, in, in terms of my radio career, I, you know, it'll be invaluable and I'll never forget those times. Uh, it's, it's different working with Zoki. Uh, Zoki is, is great in his own right. Uh, but he's he's not Jeff, and you know, he doesn't get real boisterous, and he doesn't talk real loud. He's not real enthusiastic. He's just kind of calm and collected, and calls the game. And so it's 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 it's, it's a different tone. Um, doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's just different. And so yeah, you know, having that first game with him last week was uh, was a lot of fun. You know, I probably do more talking now than I did with uh, with Jeff Charles. <laughs> Jeff, you, you had to fill space. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to the, to this time this this, this season with uh, with Jim. My favorite Monroe line from last Saturday was uh, calling Maceo the uh, meteorologist. I thought that was great. That was great, Odia. I, I I like the ribbing you're giving Maceo is kind of a rite of passage type of thing. That was I mean, pretty he's, good. He's a new guy, right? The new guy's gonna get a little bit of hazy. You gotta be get a little bit of hazy if you're the new guy. All right, Kevin Monroe with us. What concerns you about Appalachian State? Well, a lot of things. Uh, specifically, uh, Nate Noel at running back. Uh, he's a good good player, and you know I think a lot of people look at what um, App State was able to do against Carolina, specifically running the football, and they think, well, you know, Carolina, you know, on paper is better than East Carolina, so this should be easy. And you know, I, I'd say to that, I think East Carolina's run defense is is significantly better than Carolina's. So I don't think it'll be as easy as App State fans uh, probably perceive it to be. Um, now, the rushing attack that App State provides is slightly different. They run the stretch zone play, and for those that aren't familiar with that, you know, just imagine, you know, handing off to the ball to a running back who's now going full speed at a 45-degree angle. And at the same time he's doing that, the offensive linemen are turning their shoulders and running parallel down the line of scrimmage to the same direction the running back's going. So they try to stretch out 
uh, the line of scrimmage to make you chase them. And then if you don't get there in time, they turn it up field and they go for a score. If you get there in time, they stop and cut back. And so you have to be able to, to make sure you play all the gaps, but also be prepared for the cutbacks uh, in that zone. So it's a, it's a tough scheme to play against. Uh, Nate Noel was, was fairly successful against us two years ago. Um, but, I, you know, I think that this Blake Carroll defense, at least the front seven specifically, is better than it was two years ago. I think they'll do pretty good against the run. They've shown well against Michigan and Marshall's run, obviously different running attacks, but uh, three very good running backs in those two ball games, and, that, and they did very, very well. So um, I expect to see them slow that running game down and make Joey Aguilar at quarterback position and put the ball in the air more than he wants to. So far through the season, I think they've had 87 rushing attempts and, and only 67 passes. So. Uh, they want to establish a run and run the football. Um, so if we make them put the ball in the air, I think that gives the Pirates the advantage. And then defensively, I mean, they're solid. They don't have, you know, any, you know, big-name players. They've just got a lot of good players, and they play well as a group. They tackle as a group. They're going to give up some points. I think they're going up over 30, 30 a game so far. Uh, they'll give up some yards, but uh, their game plan is to maintain the football offense and keep you off the field and try to outscore you. Kevin Monroe with the CCU Sports Network. Uh, one thing that UNC did very effectively, they averaged seven yards a play, but they rushed for over 300 yards. Pirates have to get the running game going one way or the other. Is that an area, or is this kind of a right time against this right defense to, to be able to get that running game going in your mind? Yeah, I mean, certainly the Pirates have wanted to run the football uh, in their first two games as well. Uh, the problem is, is that they've uh, not been – very good at passing the football. When you're not good at passing the football, then it allows people to load up against the run and dare you to pass it. And so um, expect to see uh, seven or eight in the box on every play, uh, keeping East Garner from running the football and making Mason or Alex Flynn pass the football uh, effectively. And as soon as they can prove they can do that, it'll make the running game much easier. I don't think anything's wrong with, you know, uh, Roger Harris um, or, or Marlon Gunn or, or, or Bond, uh, they're running fine. There's just nowhere to run, and that's that's due to the defense stacking up against them. So um, we have to find a way to complete some passes or at least be, have the threat of completing some passes to, to soften the defense up a little bit before we can run the football. All right, we got uh, Kevin Monroe here. You've been to some tough environments in your day. What do you anticipate in Boone? Uh, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be rowdy. Um, you know, I, I would probably say – you know, I, I, the loudest place I ever played was up in the Carrier Dome in 97 uh, against uh, Donovan McNabb and crew, and that was the last time we'd been shut out as a Pirate team, which was a focus, a point of focus in the Michigan game uh, as we were able to just narrowly avoid the, the shutout this year. Um, you know, South Carolina in front of you know, 90,000 and, and Lou Holtz's first home game there uh, was a pretty rowdy crowd, sellout crowd. Uh, so I've been to some of those environments. Um, never played at App. Uh, West Virginia was pretty crazy. Those fans will get after you. I think they were throwing stuff at us and pouring pouring drinks on us and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't love going to West Virginia. Uh, and App State, you know, they you know they love their football. They're used to winning. Uh, they're used to playing well against against uh, other Division One uh, FBS opponents. And so I don't expect anything different. Plus, they're favored by ten, so they're going to come in expecting to win. Uh, expecting to uh, to handle the Pirates, not with ease, but to, to handle them. And so uh, they're going to definitely walk in on a, on a tough crowd. Southern Miss was crummy for the players, too, because their fans were so close. And the, and so you dressed close. in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I haven't seen a visitor's locker room with the exception of the Carolina Panthers. Whenever we would go play in Charlotte, the Carolina Panthers had a good visitor's locker room. But with the exception of that, I haven't seen a, a, a visiting stadium locker room that was any good. And, and, and that's that's including East Carolina. East Carolina visitor's locker room is not very good. <laughs> so I, I'm, not, I'm not talking bad about other, other programs. It's just the way it is. You don't you don't give the visitors much, much of anything to do to, to work with. And so, yeah, you try to get out of that locker room as quick as possible. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kevin, what will it come down to? The Pirates and the Mountaineers. What does ECU have to do to get a win? Yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but they, they have to be able to stop the run. Nate Noel and Joe Aguilar, the two of them, running that stretch zone offense. Uh, Aguilar will pull it out and keep it himself, you know, when he needs to, but he'll also hand that thing off to Noel. Uh, so they got to maintain the line of scrimmage and be able to control uh, App State's run. Uh, on the flip side of that, East Carolina, as you mentioned, has to be able to run the football. And the way to do that is to is to open up a little bit with the pass early on and then come back with the, with the run and, and, and try to force that at them and try to find some some holes in there. And then, you know, we, you know, early in the season, you always have to talk about special teams. So special teams games, our punt, uh, punt game has not been great. Uh, uh, both uh, punters have tried, and, and Larson looks like he has the job for now, but even he didn't have you know any great hang time or, or anything like that. So we're gonna have to be better in the punt game. Conrad's been pretty good kicking field goals. I think he's you know made the majority of them, maybe missed one. Uh, and then covering kicks has been pretty solid as well. We've done a good job kickoff coverage, but we're gonna face a very good kickoff returner at App State uh, mm-hmm. this weekend that that can get after. So we have to cover the kicks very well to to be able to win this game. And then one more thing, really quick. Uh, your Rampants, they've played some barn burners with Jacksonville. Tough non conference schedule. Everybody's, what's wrong with Rose? What's wrong with. They played a pretty challenging non conference schedule. And yeah. so uh, tonight, Rampants backs against the wall as they start conference play. What does Rose have to do? What does Rose got to do tonight? Just got to ball quick, out, I guess. Quick, quick fun fact for you. Uh, both my son and Andre Brown's sons. Are playing together in middle school football right now up here in Cary. Really? Uh, so wow. yeah, so two two former uh, Rampants, you know, uh, both in, in Rose High's Hall of Fame, now have sons playing ball together, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't had a chance to, to see Rose play this year, but I know Will Bland and his staff uh, have done a great job over the years, and I know they'll get those guys ready to play. You know, it's just it's one of those things that you said. You, we play a tough schedule. Everybody wants to beat Rose. You know, Rose has been right. a powerhouse for so many years that we get everybody's best shot. And so if we don't we don't play our best. We we won't win uh, most times. So we have to come out and play well. So you know, get just kind of getting that running game going. They've always been good at running the football. Uh, and finding a way to stop the run is always the key in high school football. So I, I think they'll be fine. I think we'll get it turned around. But as you mentioned, they just play a tough knockoff schedule. Hey, Kevin, always great to talk to you. I'll text you next time. Text me next time. Give me some time to get my lighting together. I, I should have these blinds down in the back. It's, it's too bright. I, all these things. But I couldn't do it live on the air. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, it's been a heck of a more. All right. Good to talk to you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Later, man. All right, there he goes, Kevin Monroe. Always great to catch up with Kevin. He's so funny. Um, All right, we're going to do a little hold my beer coming up in just a little bit. But right now, Philip the Ref Pilkington with a 94-3 the game sports flash update. 
Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update. Pirates soccer started off conference play with a one to nil victory over FAU last night. Jasmine Ferguson scored her team-leading third goal of the season to help lift the Pirates past the Owls. The Pirates will be back in action Sunday as they travel to UNC Greensboro. That game can be seen on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. The first AAC football game of the season was played last night as Memphis knocked off Navy 28-24. After the game, Tigers head coach Ryan Silverfield spoke on his team's ability to finish off ball games. The word I've been using, you guys heard me use the last few months, is finish. And I'm proud of the way we finished. There's a lot of things that could be fixed in that game, and we sure know it. Um, but as I say here now, and I'm going to go in reverse order, we're 1 0 in conference and 3 0, and found a way to win tonight. And in the NFL, the Eagles jumped out to a 2-0 start with a 34-28 victory over the Vikings despite four touchdown passes from Kirk Cousins. There will be a new exhibit opening today at the World Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown to commemorate the weirdest team in all of baseball, the Savannah Bananas. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. We'll be back on the other side of this timeout with Hold My Beer. Do you have something you need to get off your chest? Get off your chest. I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Did your favorite team blow another game? They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold My Beer. Hey, this guy should have nothing to complain about. Mark Miller from the morning, or from Mark and Laura in the morning, I think it is now. They win all of the awards. I mean, it doesn't matter what you call them. The morning rush, Mark and the morning zoo. It doesn't matter. Nothing. They just win all the awards. Can you hear me, Mark, or are you not hearing me right now? I am in the process of, oh, oh, I think I got him now. I got you now, Patrick. How you doing, man? This production today has had a feel of the old NBC Letterman show, which is great as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't mind. Fantastic. I don't mind. No, How you I doing, man? Either. You good? I'm well. I'm well. So uh, Mark Miller put together that great open, so only appropriate that he guests on Hold My Beer this week. You know, um, let me... Yes, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, it's it's kind of... I've had a good week, Patrick. You know, I, I've, I'm doing well. I, I've got a lot of reasons to be thankful and, and, and grateful and, and, and happy. Okay. I, 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 you do. I'm just wondering if you'll have a gripe for Hold My Beer, which I mean, is a little bit of a gripe fest. Yeah, so yeah. Because Are you ready? Are yeah, you ready to I got one. I, I've, right. been, I've been trying you to start think. With, yeah. Okay. You start with Hold My Beer, and then you go, and then Pilk and I will comment. Gotcha. And then, You'll return in kind when uh, when Pilk and I give ours. So go ahead. Are right, you got? ready for me? Here we go. Right. I've had a great week, right? No, no. Hold my beer. Hold my okay. beer. You got to say that first. Well, I was going to lead to it, but I'll start first. Hold oh, my okay. beer. It's been a great <laughs> week. The birds won last night. Let's go. Yeah. I moved my parents into a house here in Greenville. My parents moved down right. from Philadelphia. Wonderful, awesome. wonderful week. It's a blessing to have yeah. them in town. But as we're moving them in... And we're preparing the house. <laughs> right. I start to look around and I realize something. It's a newer house. <laughs> New houses have 7,556 light switches on average. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> My parents are 83 years old. Okay. I'm 45 and I still don't know 
every single light switch, which one uh, works what in my house. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, how are they going to have any idea? What is the deal with light switches? Hold my beer for the light switches. You got to put them, you enter in this side and you got all the light switches right there. And then there's the other side of the room where you go over and they're the same things. Why do we need to turn them on everywhere in the room? Yeah. I, so I thought I'd be a helpful son. Mm-hmm. I'd be my. I'm a pretty good son. My my parents tell me that, so I got proof. I, I went and I got the label maker and I start labeling oh, all yeah. the light switches. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, Who's no, better? That is helpful. Who's that better? Is good. But here's the thing. Yeah. I got no clue what these light switches do. <laughs> so why how can you label them? I'm doing Look, the thing with the just... light switch, and I'm like, is there is there a bulb out, or is it outside, or I, dude. It's too much. Hold my beer and then give me like a few more. Well, no, hang on. We, we're, we're in the two-minute warning here. So that's it. Like We've got life switches in our new construction. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I don't even know. I really don't know what some of them are for. I really don't. All right, Pilk, uh, hold my beer from you. That was a good one, Mark. All right, Pilk, Thank hold you. my beer. Hold my beer. The college football weekend this slate is horrible. I know these teams schedule their own out-of-conference things, but it just sticks. You get one crappy week a year, and this one's it. It's Um, just all the games are crappy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a game this weekend that's tremendous. (laughs) Well, there's two of them. There's two of them. Okay. ECU going up the mountain for App State. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm putting that on Mm -hmm. my list. But how about the backyard brawl? What is this? The hundred and however many backyard brawl pit West Virginia always okay. a great matchup. That's true. That's true. Come on now. You're right. You're right. So I shouldn't say there's no good games. There's just not as not as many as a good week. That's right. As a normal week. All right. Here's my hold my beer. Hold my beer. The white unis. We're gonna wear those when we're zero two and trying to win it on the road at App. The all whites for the Pirates. Come on, man. Huh. I think they look kind of cool. You get the purple helmet on that, though. That's even better. No, it's all white. It's all white, Miller. No purple. <laughs> I'd like to see the purple helmet on there. That'd be the only gripe I really have with that. I'm okay. too I'm well, too wrapped up in the light switches to think about anything else, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uniforms no don't matter. How you play on the field matters, boys. Right. <laughs> uh, hopefully they'll play better. All right, we'll be on the air tomorrow at 1230. Rose football's next. Thanks to Kevin Rowe. Thank you, Miller. You got it, man. And uh, thanks to Pilkington. We'll see you. Next time around on the Patrick Johnson Show, Monday we'll be back with an all-fresh, brand-new episode. Have a great weekend. Be safe, everybody.